Hey guys, I'm Stevie Nelson. And I'm Dave Horwitz. And this is I Burn Everything, a food and relationship podcast during the time of social distancing. <sighs> yes, Stevie, this is our social distancing mini series and you have reached, or listener, you've reached episode two. Yes, you've made it to episode two, meaning you're somewhere in between seven to 14 days of social distancing and you're either slightly insane or very insane by now. Yes. Uh, and we have decided maybe to help ease that insanity. We've decided to talk with some of our favorite uh, past guests, returning guests, etc., to see how they are dealing with being inside their homes at all times. Just see how it's going for them. So uh, why don't we uh, why don't we kick this episode off, Stevie? All right. Today we have Brendan Smith. Let's go. Do I have a theme song? You will, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you will absolutely have a theme song. You'll have to choose it, and it will have to be licensed appropriately. It's probably going to be like, maybe, we'll, what, what would your metal theme song be? Uh, uh, Heavy Metal Thunder by Saxon, I think. Would be, <laughs> maybe maybe Motorcycle Man by Saxon. Uh, maybe The Klansman by Iron Maiden. I don't know. There's so many. Free will okay. burning by Free will burning by Judas Priest. That's my theme song, ladies and okay. gentlemen. Wow, we'll pipe some in there, and we won't get sued. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, I'm not. I'm not worried about that on my own show. I mean, who cares? Come after me. I'm going to play music. Come at us. That's smart. Yeah, come at us. We don't give a shit. Yeah, it's 2020, and all our pipe dreams have gone down the drain, and we yeah. don't care. Come Fuck. sue us. <laughs> Fuck you, lawyers. Good morning, guys. Hi, Brenton. How are you? Good morning. Hi, I'm, I haven't showered in four days. Oh, wow. I'm yeah. showering um, what? twice a day now in order to keep like some feeling of like, I got stuff to do and places to go, but I'm just staying at home. Right. I have been in sweats since uh, roughly March 10th. So <laughs> Damn. you just felt you felt it coming on. You're like, I might need to get into sweats right now. Well, I've basically been in sweats for the last five years, so this wasn't really a big <laughs> adjustment for me. Um, I need now, more sweats, which I have ordered. Oh, now tell me, are you into? Are you like a straight up kind of Hanes drawstring guy, or have you gotten into these new fashion sweatpants, the joggers with the cuffed uh, ankles? I I have to say, I have a pair of those cuffed uh, sweatpants uh, that I got uh, via. Uh, Jeff Bezos' wonderful Amazon company. And uh, mm. I like them. I'll go down and dirty old school Hanes. Oh, <laughs> me too. Target specials, $8 Target specials. But the cuffed ones, I'm okay with. But, I love you know, them. I actually find that I've gotten myself a pair. Yeah, they're more functional. Wouldn't you say? Like, I feel like I can move around better in them. I, I pretty much live, as everyone knows, before this or after this, I live in Nike tracksuits. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> That is like my, I have like two modes. It's either Nike tracksuit or really cute sort of like vintage outfit. But 70% of the time you're going to get Nike tracksuit. Gotcha. Yeah, I live in um, kind of the most beat up looking, uh, but still new Levi's uh, 510s that I can find. I wear the 510s uh, to the point where I split the crotch all the way open on one that I've only had for a year. And I paid 
literally $35 to get it fixed. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't. Instead of just getting a new pair. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, really. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> you're, saying, what, you're saying my lifestyle doesn't make any sense to you? No, I mean, like it's the repairs for jeans and stuff like that is so confusing because it's usually like a big portion of how much the jeans already cost. It's kind of like getting a lens for a camera repaired. You know, like you're paying a good percentage of how much you already paid. That's true. A hundred percent because you think, actually could find a pair of, if you can't find a good pair of used jeans in Los Angeles for 20 bucks, you're not, you're not looking hard enough. I agree. Oh, totally. I mean, I think I'm just, it's my, uh, psychotic need to hold on to the past is really what I'm paying for. Honestly. Understood. Oh, okay. oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> speaking of Brendan, how are you holding up? <laughs> what do you um, mean speaking of? I mean like uh, the I'm, past, like how we, you know, how like oh, a few oh weeks God, ago. Yes. We had normal life and now you're just checking in on your friends, you know? <laughs> yeah. Very it's, smart. It's It's been happy hour since roughly March 16th. Was that the day? What day is today? I have no idea what today. Well, it doesn't matter what today is because we're podcasting. But <laughs> I, I will say this, but that I've been in a, in a, in a, in a happy hour situation for the last 11 days. I'll let me put it that way. Wow. Um, uh, well, yeah, so. I'm not going to judge. Um, it is 1.40 p.m. at the time of recording, and I would be lying if I said I was not currently drinking a natural lime-flavored White Claw. Wow. Oh. Uh, wow. Is a White Claw, is White Claw uh, uh, an alcoholic beverage that the kids are drinking that I'm not aware of? Yes, uh, Brendan. Let me talk to you about White Claw hard <laughs> seltzer. Now, oh no! Like, like any like any product I talk about on oh, I Burn no. Everything, this is not this is not a sponsor. We have hit but, an um, all time low. This is we are going. <laughs> wait, what do you mean? Oh, we are talking Stevie. White Claw on a podcast. It just doesn't get more LA than this. I just look, I, I was skeptical too. And I think that it, it's uh, look, I didn't want Stevie. I didn't want to believe it either, but okay. this shit is delicious. Okay. It tastes like nothing. What's it, that mean? What do you, you mean? It pleasant. tastes like nothing. Well, it's called hard seltzer. And for my money, it's like a couple years ago, Smirnoff ice was having a big old moment. And that was supposed to be like kind of an alternative to beer. And that was very sticky and syrupy. Um, I've known people before who have actually had a white cloth thinking it was just a can of seltzer and they couldn't really tell the difference. It's very lightly flavored. It's clear. Um, there is alcohol to it, but um, I think to get absolutely hammered on this stuff, you'd have to really try very hard. So mm -hmm. if you want to just have a nice little breezy feeling, let's say for example, let's say both of you, for example, I don't know, are stuck inside your respective homes for days on end with no real end in sight and um, uh, no leadership in Washington to kind of make you feel better, sleep well at night. Mm -hmm. White Claw, White Claw will put you to sleep. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, well, that that's, so is it basically an alcoholic LaCroix? Is that what the, is that what yeah. the situation is? 100%. That's what we're dealing with. Okay. No, that makes sense to me. Wow. What, what 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 of your cocktails of choice? Yeah, what been? are you drinking over there? Well, I will have to say that there there have there there have been some margaritas being made over uh, in this place. Uh -huh. um, uh, the 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 individual that I am currently seeing was a bar, was a bartender at one point in her life. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so there's been some margaritas. Huh? Uh, there have also been a lot of uh, a sort of summer special vodka drink. 
which is vodka with either limeade or vodka with like a lemon lime LaCroix. That's delicious. That's honestly delicious. Go ahead. Brendan. Okay. So you got to update us then because two things you just said are very different from the last time we talked to you, which was not too long ago. One, Mm -hmm. the person you're seeing, Mm -hmm. you said Mm -hmm. there's someone in your house with you. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how are you social? Now. Your social distance. Are you are you on lockdown with someone else? Uh, that is a fact. That is happening <gasps> uh, as we. Speak. <gasps> mm-hmm. Tell us about Whoa, it. Whoa, that's huge. <laughs> tell us everything. Dish all about it. We'll be quiet so you can tell us everything. Well, I'll, I'll ju- I'm just I'm going to change names to protect the innocent. The long story short is that uh, I began seeing uh, this individual let's call her kim that's not her real name but let's call her kim for the sake kim of gordon time. it's kim gordon ladies kim and gentlemen. gordon from sonic youth yeah uh, who i've seen finally... twice walking her dog oh well have you really i have we smiled at each other last week that's hysterical wow uh, we're all dating yes, kims so, so I, <laughs> I tracked i tracked her down and uh, we have a lot of mutual friends kim and i the real kim okay uh-huh and have known each other tangentially for many, many years. And then um, there was uh, she and her comedy partner did my podcast. That was sort of event one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we ran into each other at a very good mutual friends Christmas party. That was sort of event two. And uh, cut to a happy hour last night where we had uh, we made steak and chicken quesadillas with meat from the Vallarta market mm. on Oxnard and Vineland. <laughs> and uh, had a few margaritas. So, uh, wait. I, uh, go ahead. I, well, I don't want to. I, I will. I, I will. I will not blow up your spot. But I, I have become a, a loyal listener to uh, your podcast, and I believe I was listening to that episode the la- the very last time I set foot in my gym before they closed their doors. Um, so I'm. I'm. I guess I can kind of do the math. But uh, that's cool. It sounds like. Yeah. Julia well, that episode Dana, sounded like you guys were having a lot of fun. That was the Julia and Dana episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of those people is the person you're dating. That's right. Yes. <laughs> that's okay. fantastic. Yes. Was yes. was so that episode those... the first time that you guys had talked in a while? Yes, it was. You know, in a while, a while. But we have uh, we have an unbelievable amount of mutual friends. That's what you were saying. You wanted. You were saying that it's important that we all have accountability. By having mutual friends. Yeah. And then the interesting thing is because we have all these, you know, great mutual friends before the, the lockdown started, we were getting requests from everyone to hang out. So it's been quite lovely in, in that, that regard. And there's, so there's a shorthand of history too. That's so uh, nice. So, so did you guys start seeing each other? Like as soon as you finished the episode, was it like, Hey, we should keep hanging out or did Not, it take a little while after it took a little while after uh, we had uh, our friend Arden Marine had a uh, big Christmas party, and I uh, love we her. Sort of re- reconnected there, and uh, then uh, uh, one fateful hang at the farmers market uh, led to like, hey, let's do this again, and then now here we are. Uh, That's what we're gonna have for lunch today. Wait, That's so and are you, are you guys at her place or your place? My place. Brennan, have you guys that been? That is so cool. That is cool. Have you guys been there the whole time since the beginning of a social distancing isolation? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. okay, so it's been like two weeks almost. Yep. 
Wow. How's it going? Is it going well? <laughs> it's it's gonna, you know, I, I jokingly say it'll make or break us. <laughs> I mean, for sure. Wait, how? Uh, oh God. There, okay. There's so much to unpack. I mean, look, there's uh, honestly, you know, the, these, these quarantine times episodes of our show are, are definitely going to be more conversational, but I, I'm just, I, I guess my, my, uh, I burn everything brain kicks in and I want to know, um, when was the last time you, uh, you lived with a significant other? before uh, this it has been a significant chunk of time <laughs> so so it's how was a significant chunk of time 20, how has the adjustment years? been a little bit um uh jarring or was it like it just clicks and it works or are you like remembering things about how to do this well this is so different because we're in a situation where we're on lockdown yep so that's <laughs> like it, this this didn't exist any anywhere else and and there's and there's also nothing to do at night but hang and watch we you know we watched tiger king in one day yeah wow. <laughs> i think everybody did yeah we and, all did and, uh, i mean i mean you know there, there's no going out to dinner with friends no nope. we were lucky to get a couple of those nights in you know before this all went down um there's there's no there's no but there's also no like real like sort of separate time there's no like hey, yeah. i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to the gym for a while you know it's, yeah it's like all right what are we doing now oh do you have bedroom. a one bedroom or a two bedroom one bedroom but i got a lot of space it's like a i i love my apartment there's like a you know a little separate living room situation and a d little dining room situation so you know there's some uh there's some space but uh and then i have my sort of own podcasting set up you know elsewhere in the in the place so it's it's good are you both able to get, uh, you know, work done during the day in your separate little quadrants of the home? Yeah, but the, but it's also like we joke about like what work. Yeah, you know, we're both sort of in the same boat of you know this town is shut down. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know that people are putting pressure on themselves to write the next masterpiece, but that ain't happening, kids. Like that's not how it works. No, like, no. good luck if you get that done. But you know. That, um, so don't you think it's interesting though that everyone's doing that they're all like everyone's like make sure to be the most productive during this time and you're like maybe this is also just a vacation i think it's a vacation i Me think too. The, the universe is basically telling everyone to take a huge time out i it, you know the way the, the speed of which los angeles put pressure on itself to be productive creatively during this period of time is yes i'm sure some people are going to create some things and it's going to drive people crazy but for the vast majority of people, like it's stressful to deal with this stuff. Yeah. You know, like this is this, enough. That, yeah. This is enough. Like just getting through the day. It's okay. Yeah. You know? I agree. You don't have to like, I wrote for 12 hours today and I'm psyched because my spec script is going to be done in three days. Like, you know, fuck off. It's not going to, it's not going to work that way. If you get something done, fantastic. But yep. the pressure, again, the pressure, because I'm reading on social media, the pressure that people are putting on themselves to like get this done I mean, is unbelievable. It's wacky. Everyone is going to completely, everyone's going to completely burn out. I, I, I mean, the thing that's craziest to me about people, you know, I know people who are literally recording audio of the other halves of scenes so they can do self tapes by themselves, like to record auditions. And wow. I think that that, I honestly understand that fund like from a, just a fundamental level. But what I've been thinking is, and maybe it's like uh dark or scary. I mean, it is scary. Everything's scary right now is 
um, is there going to be an entertainment industry period? Like there's no, uh, who knows when movie theaters are going to reopen? Who knows like when people are going to be able to gather in large enough groups to shoot a television show or a movie? It's like, what are we doing? Are we just all vloggers now? Do we just yeah. all have a, are we just all Instagram live artists? Hmm. Well, you know, that, that's, you, you know, look, this, this industry relies on people's demand for escape, for relaxation, content. You know, it ain't going to die. It'll change. Yeah. It'll get rejiggered like it did, you know, after the writer's strike, you know, it, yeah. it always, it always, it yeah. always morphs and changes. So speaking of, you know, I guess 2008, which was when that writer's strike was, which I fully remember I had, I remember having a meeting with this uh, writer producer guy who was like a friend's uncle. And he like met with this group that I moved out and was doing stuff with. And it wasn't until later that I realized, oh, this guy's a scab. That's why we're trying to have a meeting at TBS is that he's like, (laughs) it was very funny. Um, But uh, with, with that kind of uh, past lens in mind, uh, because because you you were on one of our most favorite recent episodes talking about all sorts of you know letting me pick your brain about was this restaurant here was this restaurant there because you've lived in LA for thirty years um, yeah. my question uh, to you would be has anything just because I'm asking literally anyone I know I mean I literally asked my therapist this uh, when we had a call this morning but just like I asked my dad if when Trump got elected if there was anything like that that he can remember from his life ever. Is there anything comparable to this sort of like quarantine lockdown? There's a virus. We don't know how long this is going to affect us, et cetera, uh, that, that you can relate to this experience uh, in your time living in LA before this moment. There are two massive ones and mm. they both happened in the nineties. And for those of you who are here, can I guess go uh, Northridge earthquake? Yep. Ding, ding, ding. And the Watts riots. Oh, yeah. Yes, the the riots, the LA riots and the Northridge quake. Both were ridiculous uh, events and very similar. And a lot of us, you know, my friends who were here during that time, too, we've we've been talking about the similarities Um, just because to have an experience where millions of people experience the same thing at the same time. Mm. Uh, that's what, that's the, the thing that, that bonds like a city, it, you know, that common experience. And so we're all going through that right now. Hey guys, Stevie here. Just wanted to say, Hey, why don't you contact us? You can email us at iburneverythingpod at gmail.com, or you can even call our hotline, leave a message 213-458-5236 it's 213-458-5236, and we may even talk about your message or email on a future episode. So get to it. Uh, if you want, I could. I would love to expound on on both events and, and how they were like similar to this. And if, yes, if, do you want please. me to go down that rabbit hole? We'd think, love to talk yeah, to you about that. Yeah, I think telling okay. us, I think um, ex- explaining to us the similarities and the differences and, you know, would be really helpful because a lot of us have never experienced anything like this. Well, let's, I'll do the, the, the quake first because that was sort of, that was a, a that was a, an experience that really, that everyone had at the same time. The crazy thing about the Northridge quake was it was by far, uh, it's 
I mean, there's there has not been a quake since it that even matches its intensity, even half. It's close. It hit at 4.30 in the morning. Everyone was in bed and it lasted, that initial quake, it just felt like it lasted forever. And it shook, like it shook the chimney off the house that I was living in at the time. Whoa. Uh, our, like our chimney crumbled into the driveway. You know, it, yeah. it was a real, it was almost like an amusement park ride. Like that's it was how scary, like it just felt like your, your building was just, just shaking you, trying to shake you out of it. What city did and you say you were in? I was here. I mean, I, I you lived in uh, I, LA. My, I was in LA. My roommates and I lived uh, in Hollywood. We lived in a, ho- a craftsman home near Fountain uh-huh. Fairfax. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was at I was at my girl my then girlfriend's apartment on basically Third and La Brea. She lived on Sycamore and 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 First Street. Okay. And so, you know, unbelievably crazy events. What we're woken up. You know, the bed is like flip, bouncing up and down. Um. And then, you know, you cut to everyone going out in the streets because all the car alarms are going off and like all the neighbors are flooding out in the streets at 430 in the morning to try to figure out like what had happened. But it really wasn't until, you know, 630, 7 o'clock in the morning when you could check in with the television to see what was going on Mm. and how vast the destruction was around the city. Like there, you know, the 10 freeway at Fairfax, you know, the underpass. The, the freeway collapsed onto the road. A Jesus. giant section of the town yeah. just fell down. Yep. And if that had happened during rush hour, you know, you're talking about a hundred yeah. people that would have been instantly killed. Yeah. Um, uh, th- those kind of, you know, buildings that had crumbled to the ground, buildings in the valley, because Northridge is in, is deep valley. Mm-hmm. And it was the, the center of the quake was not far from Cal state Northridge. And so there were whole buildings that collapsed. Um, the city just went kind of into chaos. And I remember the the crazy thing about that immediate day after the number of aftershocks that happened uh, Mm. were also jarring for people because when an aftershock, an aftershock would start, you didn't know how long it was going to last and if it was going to be more severe than the initial quake. And that really rattled yeah. people. And then it was like, then people like got to grocery stores and, and, and just pick, pick things clean. Like the way that you walk into a grocery store now and there's no toilet paper and there's no, there's no cheese and there's no, you know, that mm-hmm. happened right after the Northridge quake because people kind of panicked a little bit and they went out and panicked by, you know, yeah. uh, that I remember, Brennan- I remember the, go ahead. Oh, I, so I was a kid. I was like a little girl during that time. I was a kid Mm -hmm. and I was in Palmdale. Um, so LA County and it hit, and my grandma was in Sherman Oaks or not Sherman Oaks, Northridge where she had an apartment in Northridge and she was trapped under her dresser for, um, like a day, but none of the phones worked. Do you remember that? None of the shit, none of the phone. I know we couldn't get a hold of her. Um, some neighbor came and helped her out. Thank God. Um, but yeah, I remember it very clearly. It was terrifying. Oh my God. Well, the, also like we didn't, I didn't have a cell phone back then. Nope. Just landline. You know, we had a, we just had a landline in our apartment. So there was no like checking in with people via text or. Mm-hmm. Was or that 94? 93, 94. I mean, we, we do have little po- uh, computers in our pockets that could tell us the exact date, but, <laughs> I'll but, find uh, it. but that happened. No, but that's crazy, Stevie. Yeah, so crazy. she. Yeah. So, wow, holy! Was she hurt? Hurt? 
I mean, did she like um, get like anything broken or? I don't really remember. I was so young, but I do. Um, I remember she was a little bit injured and, uh, I think the scariest part for everyone was not being able to get a hold of her. You know, like none of wow. us could find, like we, we also couldn't get to her. Cause do you remember that part of the freeway? The five collapsed also, um, yep. from Palmdale to Northridge. So we couldn't get to her. Oh my God. Wow. I know. That's it's terrible. Is this your mom's mom or your dad's mom? My mom's mom. Wow. I know. That's okay. So, I mean, intense. that's, truly awful and amazing that she was okay um so i guess initially you know there was panic there was you couldn't get anything how long did it go on like that well it it disrupted the city you know i would say you know those few few days after the quake everyone was still on high anxiety in the way that there's like communal anxiety right now there was high anxiety after the Northridge quake because people were still afraid of a bigger one that was going to come at any second. And the right. city was like brought to its knees and, you know, the loss of life and the loss of, you know, you know, every, every, there would be a new feature on the news about this building collapsed and this building collapsed and this building is no good anymore. And like all that kind of stuff was going on. And it was just, it just added to the, to the heightened anxiety around the city but I would say, you know, it took the city, you know, I would say a number of sort of months to recover. Forget about rebuilding the 10 or rebuilding the five. Um, there was just there was just a, a sense that the city was just sort of, you know, really shaken to its core. Now, the 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 riots, the crazy thing about the riots and, and the similarity between this event, the coronavirus event and the riots was the sort of the city wide lockdown the uh, citywide not martial law but um you know where there was a curfew uh you know put on the residents of the city you know starting like day two or three of the riots because uh, the first day of the riots was just crazy in the way that the city erupted into chaos um and everyone watched it live on television um but the subsequent days when things started to get more intense and the looting and the rioting took over rather than just um, that sort of South central hotspot where it, you know, erupted at, you know, uh, 71st and Normandy or wherever that was that the city went into like, a, we had a curfew that was like, I don't know, 7 PM or something like that where everyone had to be inside and you couldn't be outside. And cause wow. the police were just trying to stop the looting. Like that's, that's the biggest similarity now. And also just the knowledge that the city was on fire. You know what I mean? Was it just constantly um, so insane new, news, like TV news and well, yeah, newspapers? We, my roommates and I, and again, I lived in the, I lived in the exact same house and we had, a, our neighbor was a retired police officer. And the second that the verdict went down in the Rodney King case, where the police officers were acquitted, he came next door to our house because he was listening to the police radio. And he said, you guys aren't going out tonight because things are happening in South Central right now. And it's going to get out of control pretty quickly if the cops don't put it down. And then we like literally turned on our television and saw live on TV those initial crazy eruptions in South Central. Uh, most famously where they, you know, they pulled the truck driver from his truck 
Uh, his name was Reginald Denny. I think. Oh it was. yeah. And they beat him. We saw that live on television. But even then, it was Holy like okay, shit, yeah. some crazy stuff is happening in South Central. But how is this? This is this really going to affect them? We bet the police shut this down pretty quickly. Yep. And then to like wake up the next morning and to have the looting and the rioting coming ever slowly, but coming north towards Hollywood, like literally straight up Vermont and straight up Western and straight up La Cienega and La Brea. That's when it was like the end of the second day where it was like, oh shit, what the fuck? And I, uh, my then same girlfriend lived in a different building on La Brea and Sunset near our house. And we sat on the top of her building that second night and just watched the fires grow in the distance. And they would pop up, they would pop up like little, like just like little campfires. And then when the fires, the next night, when the fires got behind us in Hollywood, that's when it was, that's when it was full on martial law, cities on lockdown, you're stuck in your apartment, you don't know how more out of control this is going to get. And, um, you know, that was the the common experience and every part of the city was affected by it. And then because of the news, you know, the, the news element was a little different than this because the, the local news in LA, every single channel covered the riots 24 seven, there was, there was no programming on, it was just, I'm here on the corner of sunset and Virgil. And there's a circuit city right here and it's being picked clean. Ken back to you. Well, I'm on the I'm on the corner of Santa Monica and Western right now, and as you can see behind me, the pawn shop is being picked clean by these people. You know, then that wow. was ju- that was just constant. And I would my roommates and I would be like, "Go to Channel Nine, ah, go to Channel Five, go to Channel Two, go to Channel Four, because they would be doing they would be covering sort of different crazy looting events. Like I, wow. I remember one of the one one of the craziest ones was over there in Los Feliz. There was a, a circuit city. Now it's just a vacant building across the street from the Scientology um, studio on Sunset near the Del Taco. Yeah. Do you remember when um, uh, it was actually the stand-up comedian Brendan Walsh, who's very, very funny, made a very realistic banner? Uh, circuit City had been closed down for, I feel like, at least a year. And he put up a sign that said, I believe it was it was either Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. I think it was, oh, it was Whole Foods. He put a sign, a big banner up that said, Whole Foods coming soon. And that's amazing. I did, yeah. People yeah. like lost their minds. We're like, we're getting a Whole Foods. And well, so I was that like, that would be a good location for it. I know, but they had to be like, no, 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 this is a hoax. Don't listen but to this. I remember watching that place get picked clean picked clean because we were like, holy wow. shit, that's the circuit city. And the, 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 I don't, I forget what channel it was, but there was a reporter and he was in the, he was in the parking lot and martial laws on. So you're not supposed to be out, but the looters were still like, you know, driving around and the cops were stretched thin. So these two guys pulled up to the front door of the circuit city. Mm-hmm. They, they ran in, they ran out with a giant television, tried to put it in the, in the, just in the trunk of their bullshit Toyota Corolla as the guy is broadcasting live and then they peeled away and because they peeled away so fast, the television fell out of the trunk and smashed right there behind. No. The oh no. No. Yeah. So they, they got Man. nothing, but it was like, that's what oh. that's. And that it was like that all day for days. Um, wow. God. Well, first of all, that's some extremely good nineties uh, news footage. If you can, if you can find that, if that well, exists all- anywhere, I would. 
I'll give you my other it. my other favorite one that we watched live. Please. So there was a there was a pawn shop near again Santa Monica and Western. And we watched live as a van pulled up. And by this time, all the businesses are closed, like now. This pawn shop had its gate pulled in front of the store. You know, that, that like the, those iron gates that just, you know, that close down a business at night. Mm-hmm. We watched live from a helicopter point of view, a, va- a white van pull up. It got perpendicular to the pawn shop and rammed the gate once, backed up ram the gate Whoa. again the guy backed up ram the gate a third time and with a third time the gate broke and then from out of nowhere a stream of people came and pushed the gate open and ran into the pawn shop meanwhile the guy who had was driving the van must have knocked himself out silly from the ramming and he opened the door and fell out onto onto Santa Monica while, oh while people we're rushing into the pawn what? shop. Uh, what? Like just crazy. How was that? <laughs> <laughs> what? And again, no cops around. Yeah, I mean that's that's how bonkers things got. Are you are you I surprised mean, that there's no looting happening right now? Well, I mean, this event is different. You know, this event, a lot of the looting that happened in the riots was that typical looting that happens whenever there's sort of like a real natural disaster mm-hmm. that stretches the police super thin. The police yeah. have this city pretty well underhand. You know what I mean? They were trying to put out major fires and they were trying to stop major, major looting. So they had to pick and choose yeah. their battle spots. You know, like Koreatown became like Koreatown was not groovy in the early nineties at all. Um, but there, so there was a lot of crazy bullshit happening in Koreatown, like whole buildings on fire and businesses that were being burned to the ground. So the police had to like pick and choose their spots, Mm. you know? Yeah. And so the, the looters took advantage of that. And actually it it became fairly quickly well known that they were just watching coverage of, of of local news. Because if a reporter said, I'm here on the corner of third street in La Brea and I don't see any police right now. Then you know, <laughs> 10 minutes later, uh, they burned Sammy's camera to the ground, which was right there by that Ralph. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Before it was on Fairfax, it was on La Brea and they burned Sammy's camera to the ground. <gasps> oh, oh my gosh. So I didn't know upsetting. that. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, any, any out of. Yeah. Any out of town listeners, uh, Sammy's camera is uh, an extremely wonderful long running uh, store that I mean, I remember because I would have to make uh, deliveries and pickups there when I worked at a trailer house for my mm-hmm. first job when I moved to L.A. So from 2006 to 2007, I spent a lot of time going back and forth from Sammy's, Sammy's. camera to a bunch of other places that uh, either don't exist or have moved. Yeah. yeah. Sammy's is like is 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 great. Um, yeah. So, okay, same same kind of question as the earthquake one. Uh, how long uh, before things kind of resumed uh, slightly status quo after the riots? Well, that was a whole that that there was no there was no status quo for a while. I mean, because that was like, you know, it's long been said that like Dr. Dre's, you know, uh, one of his albums became, you know, a sort of a, a, a relief for the community. Um, I think the chronic came out yeah. after the, the riots and it was like one of the first things where people felt like they were sort of like, okay, we can celebrate a little bit because this album is so amazing. I'm not joking about that. Um, the, it, it, there was it, there, the city was broken. 
And there were buildings that, again, that had burned to the ground. You know, the loss of Sammy's for like Hollywood, you know, think of all the industry people that that was their place to go and it was gone. And there was so much of that. And, you know, Koreatown was burned uh, beyond recognition. And um, of course, South Central was, you know, just obliterated. So th- there was there was no the re- return to status quo. I, I think it took this city years. I honestly think that it was like, you know, Shaq and Kobe's Lakers that sort of brought the, the city back together. You know, <laughs> no, I'm not, I, I'm not joking oh, about man. like that to have like, so well, that would have been like a, eight, a, eight or nine years later. Yeah. Right. To have a civic event where people felt like, okay, we're a, we're a whole city again. Yeah. And we're black and Brown and white and poor and rich. And we can celebrate wow. this one thing together. Like, I really feel like, you know, for a lot of people, Kobe's death was a reminder of, you know, that time when LA was, whole again. And, yeah. and, and so, I, I really think because it was just, you know, there were parts of the city that you couldn't go to anymore. Like people don't know, like the way that this city is gentrified, it was not like that um, at all back then, especially after the riots, because they were really fucking dangerous areas and the riots, mm. you know, this is so well chronicled and taught about, but you know, the, the riots were, you know, a lot of the, the poor neighborhoods that had been neglected and had been beaten by the police for, for decades, you know, it was sort of their primal scream, you know, and God, it, 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 it's, 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 it, it took, it took years to, to feel like things were back to normal. Wow. Totally. I mean, it's, it's devastating that, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to say at least LA had Shaq and Kobe, but the thing that that made me think of, cause, cause you know, I, I'm not an LA native and I mean, I've been here long enough that, you know, it's, it's starting to be kind of, Oh, I think this is actually, this is where I live for sure. Um, but I, you saying that everybody kind of came together when, when, when people were mourning Kobe a few months ago, I was like, Oh wow. I, I, I don't have the same reverence. I mean, I, you know, he's obviously was an amazing basketball player, but I, the, the closest thing I can think of from being on the East coast or from coming from the East coast is, and this is like <laughs> supremely like, I mean, it's with context, it's a disgusting memory because of what it represents now. But, you know, uh, I remember after, I don't know if you guys remember this after nine 11, um, the first SNL that happened uh, after that was, I, I believe, I can't think they might've taken two or three weeks off, maybe longer. Somebody correct me. Obviously we can look it up, but we're, we're having a conversation here. I remember there was some, whatever the cold open was, uh, Lorne Michaels and mayor Rudy Giuliani, who at the time we were like, Hey, Giuliani, <laughs> we didn't, we had no idea. He was a complete ghoul. Uh, like to that, to the extent that we did, but uh, if you guys remember, they were all standing on stage and, and there's some like, I, I, I'm something like Bruce Springsteen played and it was really emotional. And then, um, uh, Lauren says to Giuliani, uh, he says, uh, something like, you know, mayor Giuliani, can, can we be funny again? And Giuliani right. says like, why, why start now? And then everybody like laughed so hard and then the show happened and, that was a show where like there was some sketch about how you had to be patriotic in the office. And like Will Ferrell wore like an American flag G string bikini. It really did feel like, cause I was a freshman in college when that was all happening. Mm-hmm. And I remember having zero, um, like no mental acumen to, uh, to process it. And it's, and, and knowing that like, okay, these people that I revere as great and think are funny are like going to be funny again. 
made me feel like some semblance of, okay, I think I, I think I can wrap my head around this, but this just feels so much different because what we're, you know, what, what you were just talking about were two tragedies, obviously nine 11, a horrible tragedy. These are like events that, you know, not came and went, but you know, nine 11 was an attack. The, the riots were based, were, were off of, you know, obviously the Rodney King uh, incident, the earthquake was an earthquake. This is like a slow or fast, depending on where you are moving virus that is like gobbling up lives. And so, um, well, we're habitual it, creatures. I mean, uh, that, that every, we human beings are habitual creatures. And when yeah. our, our habits are disrupted, you know, that can, people can get squirrely when that happens. And totally. that, the other thing that's, that's, that I feel that is so similar to the riots and the quake is the disruption of your daily life. And this yeah. need mm-hmm. to like get back to what that routine was like to get back to your routine. Um, and yeah. you know, it's going to, it's going to take, it's going to take time. It will totally. take, I feel like but it'll take a lot no of time. Idea. I mean, it's going to take yeah. a lot of time. Like the mayor is predicting uh, two more months of this and that's the like Los Angeles mayor. And, yeah. and also I'm like, it takes for as much time as it takes to even get used to a new routine. Like I do think it's important for our own like nervous systems to get used to a new routine. Once we get used to it, that's when it'll go back to normal and then we'll have to get reused to being in normal life again, but that will have changed. And it's like, this huge adjustment over and over and over again. Well, totally. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. If I didn't have to worry about bills and I could stay in this apartment for the rest of my life, the current situation is not bad. Honestly, <laughs> okay. Brennan, I feel the same it's way. Like, like it's nice, it's like, right? Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, let okay, me go, it's... let us go outside and hike every once in a while. Let yeah. reopen Griffith park, you know, let the virus it's open. die. And then, um, and then no more, no more jobs. Like fuck jobs. Why? <laughs> that's why? that's fuck what jobs. I was saying, Brennan. Let's all just get a stipend. Yeah. Fuck I it. was saying. This I was literally fun. saying. I was like, if I, I feel like I've gotten back to like this very simple way of living. Like every day, I like bake something nice or or make myself like a really nice lunch, and then I sit on my porch and I knit. And I'm not kidding. And then I'll take a long walk with my dogs. If this is what life could be and none of us had to have jobs and money stopped mattering, I'd be the happiest person on earth. I'm just yeah, painting know, in my apartment yeah. all day. It's so <laughs> it's so nice, despite the fact that I, I really do miss like human touch like that much. I miss because I'm not in an apartment with someone. But like, man, this is actually like a very simple way of living that really speaks to me. Yeah, I do need the gym because I'm getting fat really quickly. Uh, all these all these margaritas and beer and steak quesadillas it's doing some damage and i i do need the hollywood y to reopen again just for me just let me walk in and use the hot sauna well Uh, let me recommend they got some uh very reasonably priced adjustable dumbbells that you can purchase on amazon is that true it's true i got myself a set and uh i've been alternating between going to uh or, or not going to staying in my room and doing my uh my old pilates instructors uh free classes on twitch that's copper toned cat at twitch.tv nice. um nice. but uh, and also lifting some weights um but t- to that end of you saying you know the disruption of our schedule you i was going to ask 
Um, and you sort of, I guess, mentioned it with saying uh, steak quesadillas, but you were, you were such, um, you're such a food advocate and a food lover. Like on our episode, you, you hipped uh, so many of our listeners to some local kind of hidden gems. And it seems like you're someone who like me loves to go to restaurants. Um, I don't know if you were someone who liked to cook before this. Are you uh, relearning how to cook? Are you yes. and your new partner cooking a lot uh, yes. together? And if so, uh, what, what are some staples that you're coming back to? Okay. Well, I was told, I was told by uh, the wonderful Paget Brewster, uh, LA comedian, also uh, uh, one of the regular characters on Criminal Minds. Uh, mm-hmm. She did my podcast and right after she was like, she knew this was going to go down. And she basically said, people are going to pick Ralph's and Trader Joe's clean and Gelson's and all that stuff. Go to the grocery stores in the poorer neighborhoods. Go to the ethnic grocery stores. Go to the Korean grocery store on Western and, um, and Beverly-ish, HK Market. Yeah. Go to Vallarta because they'll still have stuff. So pretty quickly, I was going to Vallarta, uh, which is, I would call it, this is a horrible thing to say, but it's sort of like the the Mexican Ralphs. They fucking crush it. And they, you know, uh, good old fashioned working class people can't do $300 orders of food. So those grocery stores have had such a, a, a better selection of stuff. And the marinated meats at Vallarta Market, like if you want to do your own carne asada tacos, pastor tacos, chicken fajitas, they've got all those meats marinated. They have the fucking best salsas. They've got got the best stuff in the counter, like shredded cheese and sour cream. And and just they just have amazing stuff. So we've been eating incredibly well. You've been running a Chili's out of your home <laughs> because because they do have to work for you with their marinated meats, their their marinated steak, their marinated. They're incredible, pork, they're right? Incredible, Brendan. Oh I grew up God, eating those. Fantastic, really? Yeah, yeah. I used to shop. My I had like a boyfriend in high school who knew all about um, Vallarta, and we would go and get carne asada from them, like pre um, marinated. And damn, nothing compares. It's nothing compares. It's the best. And John's Markets has a similar sort of Eastern European flair to it. Um, but, uh, they, you know, I, I, I've just lucked out every time I've gone to Vallarta. And, you know, they, they, they didn't run out of shredded cheese, you know, like yeah. all the other stores did. Yeah. Um, they had, you know, and they had a pretty good selection. They still have a pretty good selection of like canned beans and stuff like that. And it's been great. I mean, and tortillas too. Like everyone mm. ran out of tortillas really quickly, but uh, that's been the godsend. Vallarta has been the godsend, and I, I will say that we've also had a couple nights where we've gone down and dirty and been like, you know what? Fuck it, Domino's. Fuck it. Oh yeah. sure, fuck sure, it. sure. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I mean, might Why as well. Not? And it's so easy. And they're fifty percent off when you order online. You know, wow. so far they have a, a coronavirus special. Wow. So bless those dr- drivers, bless those food prep people. Yeah. So fuck it. You know, wh- why not? Yeah. yeah in a it's pinch, like time to it enjoy. works. Domino's works. Yeah. You know, I can't have, I can't have Village Pizzeria in Larchmont or, 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 right. Yes. No. 
Oh, God. Those okay. have been the two things, Vallarta and Domino's. Okay, so go to some of the smaller uh, grocery stores. Get yourself some pre-marinated meats. That's a good – actually, that's very useful because I feel like if I've ever felt like, oh, maybe this is uh, lazy or whatever, it's like of me to not marinate something myself. It's like, you know, we're, we're living in some some meal-to-meal times. we got to just yeah. do what we can. Yeah, they're, get, um, they're get pastor, they're, they're pastor. They're marinated pork and red chili. Phenomenal. Um, it's, so, it's so damn good. But isn't it important okay, beyond on, going on to some. those smaller markets, though, also make sure to keep uh, if you are buying food out, keep going to your smaller um, restaurants and stuff to keep them alive. Like a lot of oh, the places yeah. are doing pickup. And so make sure to order like through Postmates or through wherever. Um, keep those small places that you want to be there when we're back to normal alive. That's a very good call. Um Brendan, we're, we're going to we're going to uh, wrap it up like around now. I was wondering just because, uh, you know, there is only so many things one can do inside. Uh, do you have any streaming uh, recommendations for us as far as uh, something that would maybe take our minds off of this that we could watch? We've been we've been doing like movies and TV shows we think people might be enjoying. Well, on Twitter, I've. I, of course, have been giving people my recommendations for rock and roll documentaries. Oh, uh, ooh la I, la. Just, I just watched the ZZ Top documentary on Netflix. How was uh, it? Which was, which was made by some of my favorite rock and roll documentary guys, uh, the guys at Banger Films. They also did Rush Beyond the Lighted Stage and Iron Maiden Flight 666. Those three films are three of my favorite rock and roll documentaries of all time. I'll give everyone two more. Decline of Western Civilization Part yes. 2. That's on YouTube if you want to stream it on YouTube. It's everywhere else if you want to check that out. One of my favorite films That's of all great. time. And then the Linda Ronstadt documentary, if people haven't watched that yet. Where's Ooh. that one? Uh, that one, well, CNN made it. Um, hmm. uh, but it's, I, I feel like it's out there. You just have to find it. That's an incredible one. Uh, and then my sister-in-law, uh, my sister-in-law, Diane Becker, she uh, produced the Leonard Skinner documentary that was on Showtime, If I Leave Here Tomorrow. And that's a great documentary, too. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Linda Ronstadt, that Sound of My Voice. Linda uh, Ronstadt, The Sound of My Voice. I love her. You can rent it on her. YouTube or Vudu or Amazon. You could rent it. Um, it. It's fantastic. Okay, great. Those are all, well, good to know. Uh, and I'm going to be keeping my eye out for um the Robbie Robertson and the band documentary that I was supposed to see in theaters, but uh, now we're all inside. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Um, Brendan, thank you so much for coming back to the show. This was, thank this you for was, having me. This was yeah, like, thank a, you, um, Brendan, a great way to kick off our little, uh, Hey, why don't we talk to some of our favorite people and see how they're doing uh, for the next couple of weeks or, or months, depending on what our lives are. But uh, I, great insight as always. Great uh, LA talk. And um you know, I'll, we'll be letting you know next time we have some marinated meats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Bye, man. Brendan. Stevie, that was really fun. That was so fun. I'm so glad Brendan's doing well. It sounds like he's doing better than most of us. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I did not want to pry, but... Uh, you know, I've since since I met him on the air when we recorded, I've been a fan of his show. He's a he's a fascinating guy. Yeah. And um, I listened to the episode where he is he is talking to these two women and they're they're having some drinks and laughing a lot. And the fact that he's now in a 
what seems like a serious relationship with one of them makes me extremely happy. It's the best, right? I know when he told me he was dating someone a while, he told me a little bit ago and I, I didn't ask for any updates, but I'm so, what a nice, um, what a nice thing to have happen right before a pandemic hits and we're all supposed to stay indoors for the next duration of our lives. Like that is, that's a dream. It's a, I know it's a total dream. And also I can see it being a, a, a slight stressor because, you know, oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're kind of your relationship is being tested, but it sounds like it's going extremely well. Just just the idea of somebody coming back into your life. And honestly, I mean, not to not to uh, downplay podcasting too much, but, you know, it can feel like a silly thing here and there. But look at what happened. He had this person he hadn't talked to in a long time on a show. Yep. And now they're literally living together on lockdown, making uh, fajitas and uh, tacos. So cute. I love that. It's like very Mexican themed food too happening. Like mar- margaritas and tacos is so cute. I know, especially in Southern California. It's a very, uh, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a really good thing that's happening. I mean, I, I was happy to, I'm happy to talk to him about anything. I thought we were just going to talk about, you know, uh, uh, LA crisis and, and what the, what the city does. And we did that, but he kind of just dropped that on us that he's essentially has a live in girlfriend after what sounds, sounds like quite a long time. I know. It's amazing. I'm, I'm looking um, for one. Uh, I, I, uh, as far as romance in the time of coronavirus, Stevie, I am uh, experiencing a level of viral fame uh, about relationships uh, that I have never experienced before uh, in my entire life. Uh, I have a tweet that is currently (laughs) going so viral that I just got a message from someone saying it's on Reddit and I haven't looked at the Reddit link yet, but uh, I tweeted something about a friend of mine because I thought it was extremely cute. Uh, And tell me what you think, because it's kind of divisive. But um, I tweeted, my friend is going on a first date tonight with a girl he's been talking to on Tinder. They're going to park next to each other at McDonald's and talk with the windows cracked while eating their own individual orders of fries. How's that for romance and longing? Jane Austen, question mark. So Um, bad. This is based on a real thing that happened to a friend of mine the other night. Uh, It went very well for both of them. I think they really hit it off. Great. And maybe when we can all uh, leave our houses and touch each other, they'll live happily ever after. But yeah. um, this tweet currently at time of recording has <laughs> 84,000 likes and 7,500 retweets. Holy moly. I'm one of those retweets, but man, that is intense. Uh, it's Yeah, it's intense because, and look, I mean, we talked a little bit about how afraid everybody is, but a lot of people are replying, talking about how irresponsible it is and how they're endangering people and how you got to stay home and flatten the curve and how, and people are just assuming how they were handling uh, the food and how the drive through people were handling the food and they're going to contaminate everything and they're going to get each other sick. And, you know, I didn't include this, but I, um, I, uh, I did get a picture afterwards of my friend, um, sitting in his car with his uh, his tape measure extended to prove that they were six feet apart and she's holding the other end. And it's like the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life, especially at a time like this. Yeah, I think it's really cute. I also think, uh, you know, everyone everyone is giving different information. Yes, 
probably great to stay at home and make all your meals. But also uh, by keeping the, I mean, McDonald's needs no help being kept alive. They're a company that just will never run out of money. But, but like, I think it's like pretty, that's like, I think it's weird to hate on people for going and doing something that feels good. Like, I'm like, are you kidding? I mean, I, yeah, I've just been replying to the trolls who are mad because, you know, McDonald's is not paying uh, uh, sick leave to their um, employees. And uh, it's like, I, 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 don't, I don't purport to have any solutions to the problem. I mean, maybe that's maybe that is the problem is that I need to become more of an activist in these times. I'm, but I think that Dave, the, I think that it's comedy. Like what people aren't like, here's the thing. Your tweets are all comedic. That's the part that kills me about Twitter is when there are legitimate replies to a tweet that's supposed to be funny. And you're like, thank you so much for the feedback. Uh, I wasn't asking for it. This is a joke. I know. Part of me wanted to just reply and be like, I'm lying. I made it up. It didn't actually happen. Like, I know a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a writer. Yeah. But um. You know, my other, I guess the other like end of the pendulum is, and at this point it's been, I feel like we've been in quarantine for a month. So I don't remember if I talked about this last week, but I was able to help connect uh, this. Did I, did I say this last week about how I was able to help connect a, a doctor with a bunch of N95 masks? I don't know. I don't remember. Either way, I, I feel like if that was my good thing and now everyone is mad at me about um, <laughs> about this tweet, then I feel like it cancels it out and I just did nothing. So that's fine. 100%. And that's how I feel when everyone's like, everyone should be vegan or everyone should be whatever. And I'm like, I drive a Prius. I walk almost everywhere. Let me do what I want. Absolutely. Um, speaking of let you do what you want, how is your uh, how is the social distancing art party going? It's going well. Um, we're on day 13. Uh by the time you everyone's hearing this, it will have been like, I don't know, day 18, you know, um, but I'm like on. I know. God, God, crazy. Um, yeah, it's going well. We're having fun with it still. I think um, like everything, there's like a bit of a drop off once I think reality hits, <laughs> yeah. which makes me kind of laugh because like I'm like, oh, I totally get it. It's like for the first four days, it's really fun to do art. And then all of a sudden people are like, what the heck? But we're all, a lot of us are, a lot of us are still going and it's very fun. I, it's still going well. Um, Yelp, I'm really glad. Yelp I, is actually going to do an article about it. Oh, that's amazing. I was like, Yelp I, does I, articles. I, just, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess they do. If they didn't before they do now, they got a lot of free time on their Yeah, heads. they're bored. <laughs> um, but I, I just think, um, look, you know, sometimes the stuff we talk about in the show might get uh, heavy or, or serious, but I think um, for the time being, at least I am, I am very content to be uh, a little bit of light in a dark uh, uh, time. Um, I'm saying our show, not me personally. And uh, that extends as far as, you know, I did shamelessly reply to that viral tweet saying like, Hey, uh, if you like, relationships and food that much i do a podcast about it with stevie nelson so um let's hope uh, if there's any even one new listener to this show because of that tweet hello welcome um our show does not usually sound like this no uh, we, yeah go um, back and listen to like also, season one of episode three wait no that's opposite yeah, it's dyslexic season three episode one 
Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Start from there. Um, also, uh, uh, Oh, what else was, what, what else to say about it? Um, Oh, this is our 80th episode. Damn. That's pretty cool. And what's even cooler is that means that one hundo is around the corner. Wow. For our 100th episode, we should do something like what people do for their 100th anniversary. Die. <laughs> Dave, we should die together. We should die together and get oh, um, graves put next to one another and just like go to the Jewish okay. cemetery together. Okay. Whoever gets coronavirus first, you have to give it to the other one. Okay. That's not, that shouldn't be a problem. Okay, deal. Um, <laughs> uh, listeners, this this is honestly, um, uh, and you know, these are small struggles, but you know, getting a, a podcasting rig set up, buying a microphone, uh, uh, depending on how this episode sounds, um, maybe next one will sound better. A, a, an adapter has been purchased to get Stevie's microphone to be yeah. able to go into her computer. We are doing a ton of kind of workaround stuff to make sure that this sounds as good as we are uh humanly yeah. able to in this and we're like, insane time yeah we're trying to keep going but we also have n- almost no access to getting things so like amazon isn't shipping things right now like it takes like a month and a half to get things so we are doing our best if this episode does sound a little bad um know that that's because we are all recording separately f- from our computers so Hopefully yes. we'll have it fixed well by the next episode. And if not, just bear with us or don't listen. But if you've gotten to this point, <laughs> but if you've gotten to this point in this, you've already listened. But these are my sincerest apologies because I'm sure it was hard on the ears. I, and, 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 you know, and if it sounded OK, it means we figured it out, but it's going to get way better in the coming weeks. And what I will say is this is the point in the show where I ask people to uh, subscribe, rate and leave a review on uh, iTunes or sorry, on Apple Podcasts. Um, you can email us at iBurnEverythingPod at gmail.com. You can call us at uh, 213-458-5236. And uh, this week I'm asking for a prompt. Uh we're trying to do a bunch of stuff in the coming weeks where we check in with some of our favorite guests. So we know who our favorite guests are. If you guys have some favorite guests from previous episodes, please let us know. Um, They'll probably be similar because I'm sure we all have kind of the same taste, but let us know what you think um, because we're going to be talking to some great people we've talked to before. We might be talking to some people for the first time that we love, but uh, we're trying to get some repeat people coming back. So let us know who you loved. Yes, please. And, uh, Please make sure to stay healthy out there. Wash your hands. Use hand sanitizer. Take showers. Drink water. Drink some hot tea. Viruses hate the heat. And oh yeah, keep it warm. Keep it warm and uh, make sure to wash. Just please wash your hands over and over and over and over and over again. And stay in touch with the people that are really important to you in your life because uh, you have no excuse not to call them now. Yeah. And the maybe the best part about this also is get out of touch with the people who you don't care about and let those fall oh away. Oh, my God. Let those fall away naturally. Um, what a good time to shed some extra weight. <laughs> Oh my God. Some extra emotional weight is just yeah. going to melt off of me. That's so I mean, smart. Um, it's a, it will. I love it. I love that. Okay. Um, Stevie listeners, I'll talk to you guys soon. Talk to you soon. Bye, Dave. I'll miss you. I'll miss you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with grills for hands or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, it happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're here to believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.